You ready for Freddy? That's a fucking bong hit. Here in the South, yeah, hey, you know that kids don't play. Put it down in the street, will I see another day to fly? Make it back this time, got the whole of this mind to think. God, that I made it alone. Here in the South, yeah, hey, you know that kids don't play. Put it down in the street, will I see another day to fly? Make it back this time, got the whole of this mind to think. God, that I made it alone. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea. God is great. God is good. God is great. God is good. I got that song stuck in my head from Hillsong. I, I'm not singing the tune right. Um, but I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes you wake up with a song. You don't even know why. I haven't heard this song in years. I may have talked about it in, on a podcast. There's that song from Hillsong where um, the intro sounds like Blink-182. Um, same intro, same riff, I would say. Like the same guitar riff as Blink-182 song. Like one of their big songs. I don't even know which song it is. Um, Tell My Age Again or something. I, I, I don't know. I was never like really into Blink-182, I liked their music, but I was just not like a huge fan, I think around that time, it, it was when all the pop bands were, you know, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, you had, um, who else, Christina Aguilera, Britney, I was, I was really into Eminem, that was my thing, I was like all about Eminem, I, I still am, I love Eminem. I rock. I fucks with Eminem, yo. Oh, here. I found it. Let me play it. I've always messed up lyrics. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have to hear it after I record this little podcast for you guys. Um, man, nostalgia just kicks back when you hear a song. It's amazing what nostalgia will do. You know? But even the intro, just the intro itself. And then the chorus is God is great, God is good, ba da ba ba da ba da da. Woo! Praise the Lord! Excuse me. Oh, Jesus. Coughing into the mic. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. The last episode was so much fun, man. Thank you, everybody that has downloaded the episode, uh, uh, Pirate Titty, with a friend's reunion. What an amazing, like, it was a reunion, even though some of us had never met each other face-to-face, but it was it was such a great episode. Um, I think we did almost three hours, or a little over three hours. Check it out, man. My friends came from... 
Canada, from Texas, from California. Uh, and we just had a blast. It was an amazing birthday week. I'm like a chick. Birthday week. Birthday month. Well, you know, if you if you don't you, you know listen to the podcast, you might not know. So I'll explain. Uh, my wife's birthday is August 16th. I am August 18th, and our 16th anniversary was on the 20th. Everything happens in one week, so it was more like a celebration week. So I took two weeks off of work. When um, got away to California, Newport Beach. California. It was amazing. We got a nice little studio, Airbnb, like five or six houses away from the sand. Red, rented some bikes. Drove, uh, rode the bikes all over. Uh, there's a little island that you have to take a ferry. You could go on there with your bike and uh, explore that little island. It's called Balboa Island. We come back to Vegas and my friend Elisa from Canada, uh, from Bombtastic Podcast, she she came from Canada to Texas first because she wanted to explore Texas, which is a great choice out of all the states. Definitely got to go to Texas. Met up with my buddy Israel Garcia, a friend of the show. He's been on the podcast, I believe, twice. One of the longest podcasts I ever recorded was with Israel. Um... So just type up Israel Garcia. Thanks for the invite podcast. You can find the two episodes. He was on the third or fourth episode of Thanks for the Invite. Met him in El Paso, Texas. We've been friends for eight, nine years. No, ten years. Holy shit. Ten? Maybe nine. Anyway. So, um, Alisa became friends with Israel through the podcast. And then... My buddy Chavo and Irma, shout out to them. They came from Cali, also met them through the podcast. And this is the first time I ever meet Elisa and Chavo and Irma. Um, so it was so cool, man. It was just an amazing, amazing episode. So check that one out. We had a lot of fun, man. Um, they came out to the club on a Tuesday night. Israel did a spot I was hosting. So we got to perform in front of our friends as well first time performing in front of them and and then uh oh we had a hockey tournament that was dope canada versus usa i guess elisa had beat uh israel so canada was up and i had to take the you know i had to get revenge for america so i had no mercy oh i'll have to post a video (laughs) i still gotta post a video lizzie recorded the whole game i uh i had no mercy man I went in there playing hardcore, like, remember Dumb and Dumber, where, um, I think his name's Harry, um, Jeff Daniels, where he's having a snowball fight with that chick, and he goes hardcore, like, he's not playing around, he's not being, trying to be nice, or no, 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 he just, he throws a snowball right in her face, or something, tackles her, I was like, I had no mercy, I was, I was scoring points, and then sometimes I would score on myself, I was going so, hitting the puck so hard on the air hockey, um, and I apologize for that. <laughs> it's just, you'll see the video uh, once I post it. But yeah, man, it was it was just fun though. It was so fun. Um, and uh, I think we played again later on that night. We met up with other friends. We we hung out with Brett Ernst. 
um, at this bar downtown. We were just bar hopping. The next day we hung out at the pool. Um, a little, little bit more bar hopping, but <laughs> we're kind of tired <laughs> at the end of the night because we partied so hard the night before. We we're just like um, exhausted. We we're just like walking around. We're like, all right, should we call it a night? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I felt 39 that moment. I was like, oh shit, I am old. But um, yeah, what a what an awesome, awesome weekend. And I'm so happy we got to record that memory that's going to be there until um, the world ends, you know, until the servers crash at Anchor and that podcast is not available no more. So make sure you check it out before the world ends. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> oh Jesus! Don't you hate it when you cough? You have to tell people it's not COVID. Like phlegm comes up from drinking coffee sometimes, and and I cough in the morning. But I got I gotta like tell people, oh no no, it's 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 not COVID. Or you sneeze, it's not COVID. You should just how about you should do a new one like whenever you do anything. And probably someone said it before. I don't care. I don't do COVID jokes. Just on the podcast, I talk about it. But um, that'd be funny, though. Um, if you fart and be like, oh, it's not COVID. <laughs> just do something like a body sound or or just like drop. Like if you drop something at your job, a stack of papers, and just look around and tell people, oh, oh, it's it's not COVID, guys. It's all good. It's not COVID. I gotta go to the restroom, guys. It's okay though. It's it's not COVID. It's uh it's not COVID. They walk in on you masturbating. Oh hey, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, come in. It's not COVID. <laughs> I don't know. Has anybody tried that? Have any let me know if you heard anybody do something like that. Maybe uh that's my new closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <clears throat> um it's like when people die um you know um, my great aunt my my great aunt no my grandma's sister what would she be grandma aunt anyway she passed away last year beautiful lady amazing person and uh she passed away like right like half a month into the pandemic i've talked about her before i had a dream um the the morning she passed or the day after she passed i had a dream about her on her birthday i kind of like this song i never think of like the song that stuck in my head i never thought about that song and it's all of a sudden it stuck in my head i had not thought about my aunt in so long and i had a dream about her and i told my mom and she's like well today's her birthday or she told me her birthday was first, either one. But I'm like, Mom, I, I had a dream about her. So we called her, and my mom got to talk to her. And, bro, the next day, she passed away. She was very old, not doing so well. But um, anyway, the point of the story is, when she passed away is... <clears throat> and you tell people, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, Oh, it wasn't COVID. It was just old age. You know, it's like, you have to explain. When someone dies on the news... First thing you listen is like you hear about it is like, oh, was it COVID? Was it COVID? And if it is COVID, who cares? Like what? So what difference does it make in your mind, in our mind, 
was it COVID or not? What does that make a difference? Like, um, Michael, uh, I forgot his name, um, just passed away from The Wire, the lead actor. Right away, people are like, was it COVID? Oh, it was a drug overdose. Okay. Then, whew, that was a close one, you know? <clears throat> I don't like doing COVID jokes. They're, I feel like they're just hacky. They're too, you know, like when you go on stage um, or you go to an open mic and um, and you hear people talk about, or, or even if it's a book show, when you hear people do their COVID material, it never never really sounds original. It might sound original um, if you never, ever heard any COVID jokes. or and You know, funny is funny, no matter what, but funny could be hacky as well. You know, like, um, I remember when, when we came back, um, in October of 2019, when they decided that, um, they're going to open up showrooms at 30 capacity, 30% capacity or whatever. The, the booker, uh, the owner of the club, LA comedy club, my home club, I'm there every Tuesday. Let me know if you want to come by, get you, I guess, not a guest spot, but guess, get you on the guest list. Um, he's like, Hey man, um, if you want to do COVID jokes is okay. Like that was the warning up front. He's like, it's okay, but try to not, don't harp on it. Cause I think everybody's going to do it. And I'm like, Oh no, no. My plan was no, no. I'm not going to even mention, like, I'm not going to do any COVID jokes. I, I had already decided in my mind that I was not going to ever, um, mention, the word COVID or Corona, like no one wants to hear that. No one, I know we talk about it, man. It's exhausting. You don't want to talk about it, but we do it anyways on podcasts. You listen to uh, any podcast, people talk about it, but on stage, I'm like, you know what, dude? No, I'm not, I'm not going to do COVID jokes because it's, it's kind of like when somebody does like, um, pop culture material, like, um, current events, topical, they call it topical in comedy because it's like a current event, something that just happened in the news. What happens is a lot of people could think of the same exact thing. Doesn't mean that you're stealing a joke, but it could just mean that you're thinking along the same line, same wavelength. They call it also parallel thinking. And uh, you could come up with the same joke. Um, that happens quite a bit in comedy when it comes to topical. Uh, and Jack Jr., my buddy from uh, the Haha ha Comedy Club, amazing, very funny headliner. Um, one time I, I went to him because he was friends with someone that had a similar joke to mine, and he gave me some great advice, dude. Great advice. He's like, hey, man, the best solution for this is to stay away from hack territory. That's, it was a joke about Trump. Everybody has a joke about Trump. What the fuck was I thinking? So, but I thought that even though my joke was pretty funny, um, and it would always hit hard and the audience would like, and I remember I started, I started doing it before, like before, I think right when he announced he was going to run for presidency versus Hillary, I'll tell you the joke since I don't do it anymore. It was, um, I would tell people this is before, um, then I'll tell you what the discussion with Jack Jr. But, um, it was, um. Oh yeah, this is before everybody really hated Trump. It was like, 
it was, people still thought of Trump like, you know, the Trump, Donald Trump from the roast, from the Simpsons, that Donald Trump where, oh yeah, he's a rich asshole, but everybody loves him. You know, rappers would talk about him and, and he is, he's in so many fucking rap songs. Rappers talk about him. Um, that's why I shout out to Lil Wayne for never like backing down and, and, uh, he supported Trump and he got pardoned. So that was pretty cool. I think that was pretty dope. Uh, again, I'm not political, <laughs> but I thought it was pretty cool that out of all the people that endorsed him, Lil Wayne was one of them. And then he got a pardon. It was like, okay, thank you, Lil Wayne. For <laughs> I can't like, just, just thinking that a president says the, the, the words, the name Lil Wayne makes me laugh. But, um, Anyway, he uh, <laughs> he got pardoned by Donald Trump, and he stuck to his guns. He said, "I support him and and little Zan, or what was it? The one of the little one of the rappers from Florida. He's um, he has colored hair. I forgot his name. Little Rez, Lil Zan. He did that song with Kanye. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so the what is gonna bug me." Um, I think he's he's a Latino rapper. He says the N-word. I thought he was white at first, but he's actually Latino. So, so anyway, um, the joke was, I think I might vote for Donald Trump. And then I would get a reaction from the audience. So the audience would either boo or kind of like maybe chuckle or, or, or they would chant like, yeah, or get an applause. You know, this is, again, this is before the country was so divided. So, I would say, I think I'm going to vote for Trump. I will wait for them to quiet down. And then I'll say, I'll tell you why. See, I'm kind of just getting tired of some of my family members. And then that would unite the left and the right, you know. The people that hate Trump, the people that love Trump. It's like they would all laugh and unite in laughter because... It was just a funny... They weren't expecting that joke, right? Um, and I was like, man. I was so happy when I came out with the joke. I did it at an open mic. It hit hard. And I just started doing it quite a bit. I, I had a, a little bit of a run with it. But I knew it wasn't going to last. One, you know, the presidency is only four years. What are you going to do afterwards? Oh, I voted for Trump. I was tired of my family. What are you going to do? Reagan jokes after like years later, there's people still doing Reagan jokes, believe it or not. So I knew I had a, 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 an expiration date. I knew it, even though it was a great joke. So I start doing it for years. One day, some, somebody sent me a clip of this guy doing almost the same exact joke. I had put it online, by the way, almost the same joke, except he changed it to his dad voted for Trump. And because he was tired of his mom's family members or something. He, so it was like, it was, but it was almost verbatim. Um, so I was like pissed off. Like, how could they? How could someone come up with the same? You know, I was, I thought he stole it. And, and you never know. But more likely, it was just parallel thinking, dude. Parallel thinking. Then I got a call from another guy, a headliner, another headliner. These two guys are headliners. I'm not even a headliner. Um... But um, this guy called me and left. I don't even know who gave him my number. Um, it's a guy I respect a lot, too, in comedy. I just don't want to say the name. But um, 
out of respect. But he calls me. I'm like, first of all, who gave you my number? And then he leaves me this voice message saying that people are telling him that he's doing my joke, that he's doing my joke. So it's like, I, I didn't even know this guy was doing a similar joke. And then he's like, look it up. He sent me a clip. And he's like, man, I just recorded this on a special. I, you know, but people are telling me I'm doing your joke. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't watch you perform. I, he's like, he's like explaining himself away in a voice message. And then we talked it out and we're like, hey, man, it's all good. You know, and then I told him about the other guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy's a hack. <laughs> he's like, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know the other guy. Um, but um, again, I was like, I was like kind of, I was pretty like, it, it was bugging me, man. I remember calling Jesus Trejo also. Um, he gave me some good advice. Jesus is the best. So positive. You know, it was like him and Jesus Trejo and Jack Jr. It was so good to talk to them because they gave me advice and, they, you know, they're they're more seasoned than comedy and it was good. It was good to hear that, hey, dude, this is what Jack said, not Jesus. Stay away from hack territory. Hack territory is a territory is think of a, like a field, a playing field where everything's similar. So if you're going to talk about Trump, that territory of Trump, a lot of people are going to come up with similar jokes, similar premises, similar punchlines. It happens, and it's happened time after time. Now, there's a difference when it's like, I'll use uh, Mencia, because everybody knows Carlos Mencia. Um, it's different when it's like Mencia, where people, you know, there's jokes where he's, you know, and he's even admitted it, where it's verbatim, right? But... <clears throat> But then there's times where it's like, no, it's just it's just a similar joke, similar bit. What's another hack territory? Okay, let's talk about Biden. Biden has little eyeballs. Um, he's forgetting his his you know he stutters. He has like a speech impediment. Are we all gonna like? No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear. No one wants to do hear the Donald Trump impression. No one wants to hear that. Uh, although <laughs> it's funny, I'm talking about Trump and hacky jokes but Shane Gillis just came out with a new comedy special and he has the most original view on Trump and it's hilarious and it's a great impression by the way um cause <laughs> check out his special it just dropped on YouTube um so it might sound like a contradiction but I think you know you understand what I'm saying like everybody does the hey uh, I can't even do a Trump impression <laughs> that was my impression of Trump hey <laughs> But you know those people that like like to do impressions and shit. It's like everybody's just doing an impression of an impression. However, Shane Gillis is, is really different, and the joke, the the, it's not even just a joke. It's a it's a whole viewpoint of Trump, and without giving a lot of way, he just says, "This is the beginning of the joke," and then he goes to explain it. Um, he says, "Can we all admit, you know, regardless of what your political stance is?" that Trump was the funniest president we've ever had. I'm not saying he's funny. I'm just saying that out of all of them, he's the funniest. And then you got to listen to the rest. Hopefully that's the hook and sinker for you. You can go listen to it because it's it's funny. It's a really funny bit, man. Um, so check out Shane Gillis on YouTube. Can't wait to meet him, man. Go to Skankfest and shake his hand. The guy that got fired from SNL for 
talking on his podcast. He's one of the reasons I'm really careful on podcasts. You know, I got a day job. Um, can't, and you, you know, it's a f- yeah, freedom of speech in this country, but freedom of speech comes with consequences. And, uh, yeah, look him up. But I guess this this is this is the whole episode. It's it's talking about how you know it kind of ties back to the beginning. How Hillsong had the same riff as Blink One Eighty Two. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's cool how it kind of all came together and talking about people with same ideas, similar bits, COVID jokes. Um hack territory you know and and i wonder about hillsong like because they had they had hillsong united that was the youth that was the youth group that um that did um the hillsong worship music and it was all youth young people so i wonder if like i think darlene is the leader of the worship group the the main hillsong it's a Christian man. Uh, hopefully, I explain that. Hopefully, you know that by now. Uh, God is good. God is great. Um, but I wonder if somebody from the youth group loved Blink One Eighty Two, and they're like, "Hey, look! I came up with a new riff." And then Darlene listened to it, and she's like, "Yeah, so let's put that on the on the tape. Let's put it on record, and let's let's add it to the intro of this song." And they're Australian, by the way. I don't know. That was a horrible accent, whatever I just did. It was probably better than my Trump impression, though. Eh. Um, but, yeah, they probably just brought that little riff, and they're like, yeah, let's let's throw it on this track. And, and then anybody that's young was like, wait a minute. That sounds like Blink-182, dude. Or, or did Blink-182 steal it from Hillsong? Holy shit. Why why am I accusing the Christians when it could have been the fucking the lead singer of Blink-182 that believes in aliens? It could have been him. Hmm. I wonder what came out first. <laughs>